Well, it also helps that I'm inviting guests that usually have more experience with microphones than I do. So, well, I mean, I guess for everyone, I got uh, feedback recently that yeah. I should introduce people. Oh, like at the beginning? <laughs> yeah, instead of just talking. <laughs> so just dive it in. Yeah, so I have Braden Manley on my podcast today. Hello. Braden is actually uh, my coworker. He's on my team. Nice. Um, but the reason I wanted to interview you is because, one, I want to talk about Phantom Future. Okay. Because that's just the <laughs> coolest thing. Um, but also, Braden's uh, training for an ultra. And the goal is to have this podcast episode out like the day after or maybe the day of your ultra. So Sounds perfect to me. I kind of want to talk to you about why the hell would you want to do an ultra? <laughs> so, okay. um, but first, Phantom Future. I've got yeah. like a list of questions. Um, but Phantom Future, for people who don't know, is a local band that used to be and is no longer. It used to be. Um, but I think it's just really cool that Brayden had like <laughs> success in an actual band. I feel like there are a lot of people who are, especially in Provo, right? Like BYU, yeah. a lot of people are musically talented, but you yeah. kind of like made it. Like uh, I I don't know about making it. <laughs> but, but okay, what was the what was the height of your success? Do you feel like? Uh, well, probably just playing some, you know, relatively larger shows in Provo. You know, like we played at the Valor a bunch, which is like well known venue in Provo. Which all of those shows were really fun. And then we played the BYU Battle of the Bands, uh, like at the Wall mm-hmm. at BYU, and we actually won that in 2017 Whoa. and so not that that's a big deal but it was yeah, that was like probably like really signs up fun yeah it was just like anybody could sign up and, and it, a lot of it was just based on like how many people you brought to the show so right. like we had a lot of friends that came and supported it and that that was definitely and you had a killer driver. drummer yes shout out to McKay, spartacus spartacus who's, who's still course. playing in suit up soldier <laughs> shout out to suit up, suit up yep. soldier suit up soldier um them. what was the name of your album again that ep that you released uh it's called feel alive Feel alive. Yeah, everybody should look that up because I've listened yeah. to it like six times. Hey, I still you. listen to it. It's <laughs> very, you. it's really good. It's like get, actually really good music. I get the occasional friend, you know, that'll randomly say, "Hey, like I'm still listening to that EP you guys to put that out solo <laughs> that you put out." You know, and I'm like, awesome. I'm so glad. It makes yeah. me happy. And I mean, the best part about that is I really wouldn't keep bringing it up to you like <laughs> twice a month in our meetings. <laughs> If it wasn't good, right? Hey, if it was crap, I'd be it. like, oh, it's great. I appreciate it. No, it was it was super fun. We had like a really good time. Um, those guys were awesome. We're still all like great friends. Uh, we're all kind of all over the place now, but it was a great time for sure. What do you, I mean, it's been a few years. What do you miss most about it, about being a rock star? <laughs> I don't know about being a rock star, but I loved just like playing music all the time with them, you know, like just like practicing. Like I loved band practice with them was that daily was that just no it was usually like weekly you know like once a week or sometimes before a show we would practice like a few times a week but it was fun just to get together and jam you know because like we would practice our songs and also just mess around and play random stuff and so it was it was fun to do that for sure okay from my perception mckay is the best one right because he's the one who's still doing it totally did you know that then yeah. That oh. he was just the stellar drummer. Yeah. So I so I was introduced to McKay by our piano player Josh. Okay. Because they went to the same high school. And I met Josh in Peru when we were on our missions. No way. <laughs> and All right. uh, I he was like, Hey, we should get together and jam after the mission because he said he played piano and I was like, Sure. And then I never I didn't see him again for two years and I was like, right. Okay. So I get back, I go to BYU and then I run into him literally my first day on campus <laughs> and he was like 
hey, do you want to jam? I know this guy, McKay, who plays drums. I was like, sure. So anyway, so I met McKay, and then I heard him play, and I actually I grew up playing the drums as well. Like I was in marching band in high right. school and stuff, and so I knew drums. And so as soon as I saw him play, I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy is really, really good. You know, like he's – He's clearly beyond – He's amazing. And yeah. also, like, I don't know if he would say this, but, like, he was, like, on a scholarship, you know, playing drums. Like, right. Like he, he, he was at the top of the top, you know – to get in on drums alone, like to to go to school and you know get and a scholarship and just play drums. So well, he's and amazing. he's good enough now that he's in a very successful band, and yeah. it dropped out of school to do drums because he was that good at it. Exactly, he's yeah. he's literally like one of the best drummers I know personally. You know, if yeah. not the best drummer I know personally, he's very. He's very like good. the only drummer I know personally. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I'm just lucky that he's the best one as yeah. well. No, he's incredible. Oh, he's so cool. Oh, that's cool. I mean, it must have been fun to be in a band and recognize that you guys have, like, legitimate talent. You have legitimately good songs and not just kind of filling your whole head, you know, full of dreams, you know? Yeah. No, it was fun to, like, come together and collaborate on songs and, like, have things come together well and be able to showcase, like, McKay's drumming, right? Like, we'd throw in, like, a drum solo in a song, you know, so that he could he could shine and then we'd throw in like a little piano or a sax solo because right. Josh played you know piano and sax or we'd do little bass things you know so anyways it was it was fun to you know let everyone's talents shine through right. in the band you so. had actually good people that weren't just there to be technicians and yeah. to follow the chords totally that's awesome what do you miss the least about it like what were for people who maybe listen to this well, my mom and your mom who are going to listen to this. Those are the only – I keep yeah. joking. <laughs> I keep joking. Those are the only people that are going to listen to my podcast. Yeah. Um, no, I have a couple friends that will listen to this that are musically inclined. So I don't think any of them want to be in a band. But if they did, what's the what's yeah. the shitty part about being yeah. in a band? The part I miss the least for sure is carrying McKay's drums. Uh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at every show, like – you have to like just lugging the gear around. Yeah, sucks. Like for practice, for shows, that was like the worst part. You have to pack up your car. Everyone's got to meet. We got to like everything weighs a ton, right? Yeah. But the worst part was definitely carrying McKay's drums. <laughs> oh, for sure. He has a bunch of them for one. But then it was just like a big process. And like the velour, for example, is like a tiny place. They have like a right. tiny back door, and so it would take like a hundred trips to get all of his right. cymbals and everything yeah. and drums. So. That's probably the part I miss the least. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because I just saw Suit Up Soldier like a month or two ago when I was in Arizona. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I know them, so I hung out afterwards and helped them take apart the drums and take everything. And yeah. it is a process. It's like these the cymbals go in a bag, all the stands go in this bag, but these yeah. stands go in a different bag. Like the drums all have a box in a bag, and <laughs> yeah. then it all packs into a minivan. Exactly. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a process. It takes an hour. Yeah, with yeah. like three of us taking apart this drum set, and it still takes an yeah. hour. So, yeah, that's funny. I would say that's probably the part I miss the least, for sure. <laughs> so the tip to other people is don't play the drums. Yeah. <laughs> play the harmonica. Gu- the, guitar, <laughs> the guitar is not bad at all. It's, like, the easiest thing, I think, to carry around because you have your guitar and your amp, and then you, that's it. But the amp is kind of heavy, but, like, you just have those two things. It's kind of You can go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you just plug it in but, and you're good to go. Yeah, drums are definitely more difficult. That's awesome. <laughs> that's so funny. Okay, well, everybody check out Phantom Future because – it's okay. like legitimately, <laughs> it's legitimately really good. Too kind. Um, okay, we don't have like a ton of time because I learned that uh, these podcasts, the longer they are, the harder they are to upload <laughs> on the Spotify and harder to it. edit and stuff. Um, so let's talk about running and your yeah. ultra that you're training for because that's yeah. that's the juiciest stuff. <laughs> um, 
give us like your origin story. How did you start <laughs> running? Because you weren't a runner, right? No, I was not a runner. I did not. A lot of people have asked me like if I ran track or cross country in high school. I didn't. Uh, but I I ran track when I was in middle school, and so I kind of like liked it then. But uh, I really got into it in 2019 when I just kind of decided I was going to run a half marathon. I kind of just did it on a whim, mainly because my sister had run a half marathon a couple years before. And I was like, oh, if she could do it, I could probably figure it out. You know, I could probably train up to it and do it. So I was like, ah, I'm just, I'd love to see how it goes. So that was 2019. I signed up for a half marathon. I ran it. I felt great. And after that, I was like, well, I could probably run a marathon, (laughs) you know? Right. So I was going to do that in 2020, but then COVID hit and all the races got canceled in person. So I was like, ah, I'll wait till 2021. So, so you kept training for just – you just kept running for a year? Yeah, kind of. After the half marathon, I, like, stopped running for, like, six to eight months, six, seven, eight okay. months. I just didn't really run, mainly because I ran the marathon, the half marathon in October, and then ski season started. Right. And so I was like, I'm just going to ski. And so I, well, I skied. That'll keep me in shape. And then uh, – and, and so 2020, the spring of 2020 is when I – since then is when I've trained regularly for running. Okay, um, so spring of 2020, you did the marathon in what, like August? In August of 2021. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, so it was a while. So it was a while. I wasn't really training for the marathon that whole time. I okay. I trained. I started training for the marathon in April of 2021. So April to August was like my marathon build and train. Okay, gotcha. So last summer, yeah. Okay, before you ran the marathon, did you do the typical like – two weeks before I ran 20 miles and that that's that's the typical cadence that I see people run they run 20 miles beforehand but you don't actually run the marathon length until the marathon like what was your longest yeah. run so How I prepared were you really I did not know what I was doing with the training I just kind of read a few things nice. and I was like wow well, I think this sounds good and so I just kind of did what I felt was right I actually built up to 25 miles okay. because I had enough time to do it and I hit 25 miles like a month before probably oh, that's July. pretty solid yeah, yeah okay so you were like legitimately ready for the marathon yeah so i knew okay. i wasn't really concerned about the distance at all i was like i know i can run the distance i'm you know and then i was curious to see how fast i would run um okay and so yeah i built up to 25 and i was feeling good and then i did like a few weeks of resting and then ran the marathon so. okay so first marathon ever yeah when was that that was 2020 uh 2021 2021 Aug- august 2021 okay. yeah so that was literally what eight months ago Nine yeah. months ago. Yeah, it was not that long ago. How'd you do? What was your time? I I did I did pretty good. Uh, I uh, I ran a two forty, uh, <laughs> which I ended up getting second place overall. So <laughs> yeah, ta-da! I believe, believe me, I was just as surprised as everyone else out there. I was I was not expecting <laughs> that forty. I during all of my training, I was running between six forty and seven minute pace miles for my long runs, uh-huh. which, and so I was like, oh, if I just keep doing that and run one more mile, like to right. 26, I'll, I'll qualify for Boston, which is my, my overall goal. So, right. but then on the day of my adrenaline kind of kicked in and I was like, I'm just going to go for it. And anytime I wanted to slow down, I was like, well, I trained all this time. Why would I slow down now? <laughs> so, you remembered that you were competitive. And yeah. I was like, oh, wait, run. I kind of want to try to go as fast as I can. So uh, yeah, so it went really well. <laughs> so you absolutely crushed it. Realized you could be, you're really good at this, right? First marathon ever, mm-hmm. destroyed three hours. <laughs> yeah. And uh, how long was it, <clears throat> excuse me, was it was like three days or a week or even a month before you decided, okay, I'm going to 
I'm going to see how far I can take this. Yeah. So it was, well, after the marathon, I, I took like a week off of no running at all. And then I kind of started jogging again. And then, so it was like a couple weeks after that race, I was like, you know what? I trained for a marathon. It was kind of the same mindset from when I ran the half marathon. I was like, I could probably do a 50, you know? <laughs> and I didn't really know what I was doing. So I was like, I, this kind of sounds like a good idea, you know, to, to train for a 50 now, you know, like, so why not? why not? So I just signed up for it. And then, uh, I was like, okay, then I'll train for it. And then I, after I signed up for it, I was like talking with some people. And then I was talking with a friend of mine who's actually my wife's cousin. Um, he, he was saying, Hey, have you ever worked with a coach before? And I was like, no, I've just kind of done it on my own. He's like, I know a guy who coaches you should, I'll put you guys in touch. It would be, I think if you worked with a coach, you could get a lot faster. So I was like, right. Okay, sure. So I'm down to do it. So yeah, like might as well. Might as well. So I met with him and started working with him in October of last year. So a couple months after the race, okay. he's, he's been training me up, you know, for this, for this 50 mile. For the so. last, really now it's been six months. Yeah. So you've been training for six months. Yeah. What does that look like? Like what has a coach done for you that you wouldn't have known before? Oh yeah. So I was training too much in the sense that I was training too fast. Like I, most of my runs, I was running at a pace that was too fast and I okay. needed to tone it down a bit, but I wasn't running enough miles overall. So like I'm technically running more miles now, but most of them are at a nice, easy pace, like where oh. it's not hard. And apparently I didn't know this, but he taught me that that's really what builds your endurance and speed over time is training at a lower, um, like intensity. And then, when you run fast, when you do your speed runs, your speed workouts, you do those a lot faster than you than I was doing before. Okay. So, are, are you doing a speed workout once a week, twice a week? Uh, it's usually I have I, it's kind of fluctuated, but over the past few months, I've had one like once a week or once every other week. Okay, so you really aren't running for speed often at all. No, most of your runs, and you run daily. I'm assuming. Yeah, Monday through Saturday. Okay, so every day you're doing a slow, easy. Yep. I can totally do this nice run exactly and yep. then once a week you're like i'm going to be in pain today. yeah yeah once a week is like i'm going really fast and then also every, basically every saturday i have a long run which is like 20 okay. plus miles but that's not your fast run no you do a fast run separately yeah and then you do the long fast run. run is usually a shorter distance like 10 miles where it's like two mile warm-up at an <laughs> easy pace <laughs> and then like five six seven eight miles at a fast pace so okay anyways, so that's kind of the most I was doing at a fast pace. Um, and then the other biggest thing, too, that he taught me is is for ultra specifically is the biggest thing to you need to do to train for ultras is do back-to-back long runs. So what usually most people, like, train Monday through Saturday and then have a long run on Saturday, which is, like, and then they 15, take a break on 20 Sunday. miles. Yeah, and then you take a break on Sunday and then you do it again. For an ultra – when you're building up the miles and to get your body ready for a really long distance race, you need to be doing training Monday through Saturday, but, but doing a long run on Friday and a long run on Saturday. So like 15 to 20 plus miles on Friday and then 15 to 20 plus miles on Saturday too. Is that just to, I guess, kind of pseudo simulate a 50 mile run? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I'm going to make my body really, really tired before my long run that way i can practice the second half of my run exactly my longest runs for this build were two back-to-back 25 miles so it was like 50 miles over the course of 
whatever. Like with a break. Yeah, like it sounds easy. Forty eight hours. So yeah, I could do that. So yeah, so that and that like it was definitely hard. I was like in a lot of pain <laughs> doing it. <laughs> yeah. And then afterwards I thought I was gonna die. But uh it was great training and apparently that's what you do for really any ultra distance is the back to back long runs. That's kind of the way to go. So do you expect the second half of your fifty miler to feel pretty similar to how that second long run was i hope so because <laughs> <laughs> if it's worse if it's worse that's gonna be really hard that's the thing yeah. i'm thinking about with the race i'm like i don't know how it's gonna feel i know it's gonna be really painful at some point i just don't know where that point is gonna be right like i don't know if it's gonna hit at 25 miles which would be another you know 25 miles that of would pain suck. yeah or you know i'd much rather it hit at like mile 35 or 40 where but you can, know it's gonna hit. where i know i can push through 10 to 15 miles yeah now push through 10 more miles yeah <laughs> it's it's just absurd right like <laughs> you're just like might as well just keep going yeah it turns out you're really good at it i know it's Jeez. been fun it's been so much fun like i i love it it's been just you know a, a new discovery for me so well how how much is that i mean i feel like you can uh train for a marathon and relatively not have it affect your day-to-day life Right. Yeah. Like a lot of people train for marathons and not, and not to demean that at all. Like I haven't run a marathon. I'm not doing yeah. that anytime soon. Like yeah. freak. I'm not, yeah, that's not on my list right now, but you can do that and still go hang out with friends. You can eat whatever you want. Like it's, it yes. doesn't really have any consequences. What are the added consequences of training? Not only for an ultra, which is longer, but then to take it as seriously that you have been. Yeah, it's been it's been a big difference. Um, and actually, after this race, I, I kind of want to go back to focusing on marathons for a while because the training is a lot more manageable. But the things that, that have been harder, just I've been more tired for sure. So it's been it's made it harder to, like, go out and do things with friends, you know. Right. And then also, like, because the runs have been longer, like, I've had to get up earlier which means I'm right. going to bed earlier. So it's like my schedule's kind of shifted and made it harder, you know, to do extracurricular type things. You know what I mean? Right. So, and then on Saturdays, it's like, for example, when I had my 22, 25 mile runs, right. if I'm doing a 25 mile run on the trail, that that's like a four hour ordeal, you know? So it's just time consuming right? and really tiring. And so it's it's like four hours on the trail. And then when I get home, it's like, you can't four, do anything all yeah, day. Yeah, four more plus four to eight hours more of like recovery where I'm just like laying around, you know? So it's just, it's a lot more time consuming, a lot more tiring. And it's not necessarily that much harder. It's like in the moment when I'm running the runs, you know? It's hard. Yeah, obviously. It, it, it's like, it's not that much more difficult. It's more of just like, it just takes more of me, you know? It takes more time. Right. And yeah. Everything just, is just more tired. Yeah, everything's more tired. The whole like your whole day is just more tired training exactly. for ultras. Yep. So, do you think you'll ever go back to ultras after taking a break? Do you think you want to do a hundred if this goes well, or two hundred? Yeah, I I'd love to do. I mean, I definitely want to do a, a hundred mile race at some point. Okay. You know, one of one of my goals, you know, since I heard about it, is to at some point in my life do the Moab two forty race which is 240 miles but that's like after seeing how the training has been for this 50 i'm like oh my goodness like that would be a lot of work uh, to do but at some point in my life i want to do it um, for sure i mean how do people do that with a full-time job like i can't imagine that everybody in that race is sponsored no there there are people that are just you know it's it's just a hobby regular people and they go out and do it and i i don't know i i don't know how you could do it without it being a 
full-time job. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, I definitely want to do it at some point, but I, I, I think it'd be fun to focus on marathons and just see, you know, how fast I could get at the marathon and then move on to some other stuff. So. Do you think, uh, you have enough knowledge on the 50 that you might train for a hundred without a coach or is it like, I don't know how I could ever do this without a coach. No, this has been what I've learned from the coach so far. I feel like, you know, I could go out and put together my own plan and, and execute it and probably do, do okay. You know? Right. Um, but I like the idea of having a coach just because I feel like, you know, if I have questions or if I want to change things up or need to change things up, I, you know, I have that resource I can go to and be like, Hey, you know, I'm feeling more fatigued than normal. Like, let's, let's shake this up. You know, as by myself, I wouldn't necessarily know, you know, how to move it around and that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like you haven't really had any type of moment of like, Oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, I'm, I'm, I want to back out. And the coaches had to like pull you back in. Yeah. You don't really have that. Yeah. Not really. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There are definitely days though that I wake up and I'm like, man, It'd be nice to not run. It'd be nice to not run, you know, whatever, 20 miles a day. Yeah. But um, almost every time I, you know, get up and just start going, I, I feel good, you know. Right. By the time I get I get moving. Afterwards, now that's that's a different story. But during the run, I usually during feel good. During the run, good. it's good. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. What about your uh, your hip injury? Yeah. We're so doing good? Doing good. Doing a lot better. Our, yeah. our man, John McKell. <laughs> Shout out to McKell Physical Therapy Group. <laughs> He's been he's been helping me so much, but uh, yeah, it's feeling a lot better. Like pain is very minimal now. Right. Luckily, it's nothing serious. It's just some tightness in my quad that's kind of pinching, you know, t- you know this uh, tendon in my hip. Mm-hmm. It's not a joint injury, you know. Physical therapist said, you know, you can keep training on it, no problem. It might start nagging you a bit, but you know. You're, you're you're not gonna hurt yourself by I can even see yeah I can hear John saying that in my <laughs> yeah. mind. it might be nagging you a little bit but you can still run on it yeah so he's uh, been helping me and working it out hopefully you know I won't have any issues during the race so okay is that the only like quote weakness that you've had to kind of address or are there some other weak spots in your I mean like yeah. it's not enough to just be a good runner right yeah. what are some of the spots that you're like oh I really suck at X Oh yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I read I read something pretty interesting that was like, you know, what it takes to be a good runner is really, you know, the desire to train and two, the ability to not get injured. <laughs> like oh, that's actually one of the biggest factors. So I really have not had many injuries at all. I well, basically zero injuries. Uh, right. I've had this hip issue, but it's not like a full on injury. I did have you're still able to train on it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, and it's not like a joint problem like i would never need surgery for something like this it's just right you know some tightness in my quad ultimately so right. i did have the same issue that i'm having in my hip with my knee last year right um and it was the same thing it was just some tightness in my quad but doing like foam rolling and stuff has really helped i mean i have no knee pain anymore so i haven't really gotten injured but um yeah i i don't know i mean part of me questions you know I just don't know how the longer distance is going to go. You know, like I, I don't know how I'm going to feel. And if, you know, I haven't gotten to a point where like, I'm like, I really want to quit right now, but I, I'm curious to see like, you know, where that point is going to come. <laughs> so do you mentally, I mean, just thinking about weaknesses and the roadblocks, you know, you talked about how, you know, at some point the race is going to be just harder than you've ever expected it to be. Yeah. How is that 
preparing mentally? Like, are you just going to like, oh, I'll address it when I get there? Or have you done any like, you know, research and prep or meditation, anything like that? Like, yeah. mentally, what does it look like training? Well, one, one thing that's been really helpful is just the marathon itself. When I ran it, right. um, I, I felt super good for the first 20 miles. Like I felt like amazing. Like I was like, I can just keep cruising. And then I hit mile 20 and I started to feel like just some pain overall. And I, I started to feel like I was like, okay, I need to focus on staying fast, you know? Right. And so, and then the last few miles were like, I was like, just, you got to put one foot in front of the other. Like you can't think about anything else right now. Just one foot in front of the other. The end is going to come event eventually, you know? Right. So that going through that has really helped me because now when I'm in the, in, in a tough part of a run or, you know, I'm feeling pain or feeling really tired mentally, I just have to go to a place of like, I just got to take one foot in front of the, like one step at a time. Like I, I just have to keep going and the end will come eventually, but I just got to deal with like right this very second or like, I just got to get up this hill. So I'll like set little, like, you know, mental goals almost where it's like, I just got to get to the top of this hill, you know? Right. Next and then, light post. Yeah. Next, next light post. Exactly. Just like that. So, so I feel like that has been really, really helpful because I know that when I feel the pain, that it doesn't need, mean like I need to stop. It just means like I got to, you know, kind of mentally get to the place of like, okay, just got to keep going, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm curious like you to see how it goes. So. <laughs> just kind of winging it at this yeah, point. We're, we're going to see. No, it's definitely true. I have a friend, um, also Brayden, who's also a runner. And, <laughs> and actually, I'm hoping I – he's my – second episode podcast mm. that i haven't released yet yeah i'm hoping i can release it before releasing this one just sneak those in there nice but uh i was just talking to him the other day about how he runs in barefoot shoes yeah and he said it's it's great you know he's done it in a really healthy way he, he's very minimal shoes and he realized though that running on some trails it's getting to this point where he's running long enough that it's not so much the pain that bothers him. It's more the fact that he has to focus on it. He has a focus on not stepping on rocks, which yeah. is just a mental drain. Totally. Which, you know, if he's going 6 to 10 miles and he has to worry about hopping from rock to rock instead of just going in a straight line, just mentally it's taxing. Oh, absolutely. It's exhausting, you know. So the longer I imagine that you can put off that pain and the longer you can go before you have to start focusing and really start focusing on the next you know, next hill, next light post or whatever, the better. Cause you're just mentally, you don't have to just be exhausting yourself. Absolutely. Uh, I agree a hundred percent. And not that I've been a big runner, but my, my little trick is I would actually always do math in my head. I nice. would count steps or count how, like count how many steps from this light post to that light post. And then I'd calculate how many steps that would be for five more light posts. Love that it. kind of thing. Yeah. You know, totally. I just, just just anything to count, anything, I would doubles, you know, two, four, eight, you know, and I'm not very good at it, so it takes <laughs> me forever, two, four, eight, 16, 32, 64, like, yeah. and you just kind of go through and you just take your take your mind off of whatever you can. Totally. Jeez. Okay, uh, crewing for you. I'm, off, I'm very yeah. excited to come down and crew for you. <laughs> I'm excited too. I don't know what I need to do. <laughs> Is, do you have a list of things I need to bring? Should yeah. I flashlight or something? I don't know. I yeah, don't so know I'm, my flashlight's I'm, where my head goes. But. I'm actually I'm trying to put together, uh, you know, some like just like a list of like a checklist for you guys. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> of Thank things you. to do. So you'll you'll definitely have that. As far as things to bring, I don't think you need to bring anything. I'll have everything for you. It's more Sweet. of just getting me 
the stuff, you know, at the aid stations. My goal is just to try to spend as little time as possible at the aid stations. Okay. And, you know, switch out my stuff as quickly as possible. So I'll, I'll be wearing, like, a trail vest that has, like, water, gels. Right. And what I'm going to do is have two vests. I'm going to jump in there and just – as soon as I get into the aid station, I'm going to take off my vest, throw it in, and just change it out. Like, you guys will have the other one ready to go. Gotcha. So that's my plan. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited. Do you – maybe you don't get this, like, nitpicky with 50 miles because I know it's it's a big difference between 50 and 100, right? Yeah. We've talked about this. Like, 100, it is more like sometimes you have to take a two-minute break. Yes. You have to, you know, maybe sleep for five minutes or whatever. Whereas with 50 – yeah, you can kind of skip the aid station in a sense. But with 50, yeah. do you think about, well, I'm only going to need half my water bottle for the, until the next aid station, so I'm not going to fill it up all the way because that's extra weight. Like yeah. That kind of intense I'm not. I'm not getting ounces. that nitpicky. Um, I, I think I'd rather play it on the safe side, especially since this is my first run, right. where I'm like, I'd rather be topped off with gels, water, it, and have extra just right. in case. You know, like yeah. I'd rather play it on the safe side for this one before getting into anything like that. That you know? intense. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but should yeah, I'm I'm gonna try to just top everything off every time I get to an aid station and I'm gonna be going. weighing your gels. <laughs> I'm like, well, if he's got one extra gel, that's that's <laughs> that's adding some weight. <laughs> that's two ounces, man. I don't know if you want to be carrying those two ounces for another ten miles. That'll add up pretty quick, step by step. I mean, honestly, we'll see how I how I feel. Maybe I'll be on race day. Maybe I'll be like, "Don't you dare put another gel in there." <laughs> but we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm not carrying that water, <laughs> yeah, any farther. Yeah. No, I'm very excited. Um, what other like? We've talked about some of the other goals, like doing temp. Or, yeah. like, what other – and actually, explain that to people. What's your goal with Temp and running that? Yeah, Temp, I just – honestly, I just want to do it. It's just, like, I know people hike it. And so I, I was reading a random article, like, a few months ago about this guy who just got really hooked on running Temp, like, just running the trail up to the top. And he ended up doing – over the years, like, he would do it all the time. And then he eventually got to the point where he did it, like, three times in one day. And then he did, like, five times in one day. And then he did, like – Anyways, I don't want to go that hard on it, but I just, like, I think it'd be really cool to run all the way to the top, you know, and just, like, I feel like that'd be super satisfying, you know, great payoff, and I don't know. It just seems like a fun thing to do. Do you want to do it twice? I don't know about doing it twice. We kinda, <laughs> I remember you saying you wanted to do it twice. I mean, it would be fun. I just... Fun-ish? Fun-ish, yeah. Right. I, honestly, the, it's it's so easy to be like, oh, yeah, I want to do that twice without doing it. <laughs> Oh, for sure, and then, yeah. But, like, since I've been training a lot more on the trail, I'm like, man, doing twice that twice would 30, be really 32 hard. 32 miles? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 32 miles up and down. And, and it's a lot of elevation gain. So, I don't know. But we'll we'll see how it goes. I just think it'd be fun to do. Do you have any other, like, running goals that aren't associated to a distance or, like, a specific mm-hmm. race? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I I don't really know. I mean, I, I really, you know, so I'm I'm registered for the New York City Marathon at the end of this year. Okay. In November. So that's the next big thing that I'll be training for. Um, but I honestly just want to see how it goes. I mean, I just love running and kind of just want to run all over. You know, I want to run temp, but I want to run a bunch of the trails and right. just see how it goes. Having a race is really good, though, because it's really motivating, you know, to be like, okay, I have a race coming up. I want to be ready. So I'm going to go do whatever, X, Y, and Z. 
do you have any running partners that join you on any of your runs throughout the week now? No, <laughs> I don't. Dang, that's uh, hard. I usually fly solo, mainly because I, I run early in the morning, um, and it's just easier to coordinate. I did. I will say my sister, um, she would join me on some of my easy runs right. uh, over the past few months, you know, when she was in school at BYU. Um, I have run with my coach before. Um, okay. I mean, we have actually we have a run scheduled for next week together. So, okay. He uh, when our training lines up, we've talked about you know running more together. But um, oh right, because he's doing his own training. Yeah, he's too. he's focusing on Ironman training. So, oh wow. Yeah, so he's he's been busy with that. But um, but yeah, I usually I usually fly solo. I I like it though. I like it's a time for me to just kind of be alone you know Decompress. i usually think through problems or issues and just i love being out there just like early in the morning seeing the sun come up it feels good <laughs> just think about clothes lost for yeah. four hours <laughs> yeah think about sales ops think, stuff. think about work <laughs> yeah <laughs> solving yeah. problems no just decompress for four hours yeah exactly I mean, that sounds pretty nice i imagine too like at, at your level there aren't really many people who can join you on a run <laughs> even if it is like your quote easy run yeah, there I mean, who I'd can love run to run with run. more people. I've, yeah. I've asked a few people, and and they're like, "Oh, I I couldn't run with you." I'm like, "No, yeah. like we could, you know, I'll run at any pace, any distance, you know." But I'm sure I'll find you know more people as I keep going. But yeah, I just think that's one of the hardest things I think about working out in general as an adult, right? Like, yeah. you know, in high school, everything's a sport, everything's on a team, or everything's like a pickup game, and so there's ten people at any given moment that can always go play ultimate frisbee or go play football or whatever. But then as an adult, like, it's so the adult leagues are <laughs> trash, you know, because like, it's, either, it's too yeah. hardcore. It's hard to find, like, a group of people that just actually want to get together to practice, you know? Exactly. Like, even the adult leagues for the times that I have been in, like, a Provo City Ultimate Frisbee tournament or something with my family or whatever. It's it's fun. It's great. It It's awesome. I would totally do it again. But we're not doing practice. You yeah. know, we're not – none of – we're just showing up and playing for fun. Nobody's actually trying to – achieve goals and really push ourselves and there are very few groups that actually do that yeah you know? it's, it's, it's hard, hard too because especially with running everyone kind of is working on different things you know there's people yeah. that specialize in 5ks and so their training looks very different than someone who's specializing in marathons or right. ultras and so it just gets hard and then combine that with like everyone's schedules and working and so right. it's just it's hard to get together with people a lot of times too so yeah that's true yeah a lot of maybes and ifs yep exactly dang yeah, well, you'll get some friends one day. Yeah, one I day. I believe in you. One day. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you just need enough records. I mean, you got second place in the marathon. Maybe if you get second or first place in this ultra, then maybe people will like yeah, you enough to... <laughs> maybe people will reach out and ask to run. So. <laughs> like, hey, you're cool. Um, do you th- do you think you have a shot at placing? Or how well do you so. think you might do on this ultra? Um, you know, it it's so up in the air because it's it's just... It's such a long distance that I've never done before. So I don't know. I just can't confidently say right this second that, like... I'll feel good enough in the second half to, to like sustain a a fast pace right now. I'm training at a pace that would probably put me at the front of the pack, but you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. You never know. There's so many factors on race day. You know, maybe I feel sick. Maybe I feel tired. Maybe, you know, the weather's not good. Yeah. I mean, you just, you know, it also could just depend on who shows up. Exactly. Right. Like there's only so many people that are going (laughs) to run a 50 miler, but if three of them are dudes that are like elite runners, Exactly. You know, yeah, I might see well, him at the beginning and then never see him again. Never see him so, again. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally, totally likely. And, you know, it's just, it's going to be a fun experience for sure. Oh, I can't so, wait. Yeah. And every, I'll bet 
everybody else who listens to this on the Thursday or Friday right before your race, they can't wait either. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, um, we got to do this again yeah. after the race. Hear how it goes. Yeah. See what you think of the second half and then talk about plans after that maybe you get done and you're like i'm done with running yeah Screw it's, it's over after yeah. that <laughs> no thanks so much it. for doing this man of course appreciate it thanks for having we'll me see you later appreciate thanks it. everybody